Hello and welcome to Helpline on Feed, Play, Love, where you can ask all your questions to our expert. And today we're joined by Chris Minogue. She's a mother craft nurse of over 30 years experience and mothers and fathers all over sing her praises as she helps kind of tweak things a little bit and get them back on track. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm really well. How are you? Good. Thank you. If you are joining us live on Facebook, you can pop your questions below this video. If you're listening via the podcast, the best way to get us is to email us at helpline at theparentbrand.com.au. And we also have a helpline group on Facebook where you can post your questions. So let's get stuck into it. We have a few already waiting for us, Chris. This one comes from Lauren, who was actually in our helpline group on Facebook. She says, hi, I have a 16-month-old boy who I can't get to sleep past 5 a.m. He settles himself to sleep easily and has done for a long time. Bedtimes are so easy. He has two naps during the day, one at around 9.30, that is usually an hour, and then another at 2 p.m., that is one and a half to two hours. His bedtime is 6.30, but doesn't usually go to sleep till closer to 7. I have tried earlier bedtimes and later bedtimes, but nothing changes the 5 a.m. or earlier wake-up time. He's happy when he wakes up too, but gets tired quickly. Is there anything we can do to get him to sleep longer in the mornings? Thanks. We sure can fix this because this little fellow is sleeping beautifully in the day and it's starting to reflect on the nights. So he's having a lot of sleep for his age across those two sleeps and then going to bed quite early. So he's going down at 2, he might be up at 3.30 and going to bed at 6.30 and he's a great little fellow, really compliant, goes to sleep, but by the time 5 o'clock in the morning comes along, he's too tired. So I'd start reducing his sleep down and maybe bringing it to one sleep and I think that would fix the problem. So take a little bit of time to do this. Don't go from two sleeps to one straight off because he'll really complain about that. So what I would do is decrease the first morning sleep to about half an hour um, and wake him up after half an hour and then put him to bed a little bit earlier. So say he slept from 9.30 to 10 and then you put him down more at 1.30 and got him up at three and put him down at seven. Now that might be all you need to do um, in order to get him to push from five till six. But if that didn't work after a few days, I would drop his morning sleep and bring him to the classic one sleep in the day. So that would be dropping the morning sleep. Be careful at this stage. If you put him in the car, he'll fall asleep. So a few days at home in the morning will we'll help him make this transition and um, I would give him lunch at 11, put him down at 11.30, let him sleep. He can sleep till 2.30 in the afternoon and then put him down at 7 and that'll probably push him into the 6, 6.30 start in the morning. So for this one, just a bit too much sleep in the day, across the day and reducing it down to one sleep should fix it. Okay. Now we have an email from Gemma, which I must confess I had to... Um, trim a little bit it was uh -huh. long, that I'm pretty sure I've included all the advice you need she's after some advice for her five and a half, half month old in terms of sleeping and feeding so um, I'm, I've broken into two parts there's okay. feeding. So I'm going to start with feeding although I know they can relate to each other Chris yeah. she says we've started solids this month and he's now having three meals a day which he loves I attempt to breastfeed him at 6 a.m 10 a.m 2 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. 
the trouble is that over the past few days, he's losing interest in breastfeeding and he's only feeding for about five minutes on one side rather than both sides like he used to. And he's biting me when he's had enough or if I offer him the other side. Ouch. <laughs> he does not have a bottle and I'm worried that he will not be getting enough milk. Should I be cutting back on his solids? How much food should I be giving at each meal? Should I express to keep my supply up? How can I encourage more breastfeeding and not getting bitten? So this is really common. There's so much information about food out there. And sometimes when there's so much food, it's hard to sort of feel out what would work for you as a family. And you get everything from start on one meal three days later, you're on three meals and on as much as the baby wants. But for every action, there's a reaction. It's a fairly basic thing. So if we've gone in really hard and fast on solids, three meals, he only started very, you know, only a short while ago, he's on three meals. It will affect those breastfeeds because he's full of food. And what they often do is then wake up far more frequently at night than what they were doing because they were, the milk is still the most important part. So people who are forcing lots of food and it'll fix all the problems, it's actually the milk that sustains the baby. So in this case, I suspect the reason that the feeding has dropped is because the food has come in and possibly too much. We, we're not sure how much she's giving. So at five and a half months, I am normally still only on one meal. So that's my personal opinion on one meal. And that one meal would only be about half a tablespoon, maybe a tablespoon. So if he's having three meals and maybe two tablespoons, that's almost what a six, six and a half month old would be on. So the first thing I would do is I'd probably drop it to two meals because you're already on three. So dropping it to two meals, say lunch and dinner, might be better and I think he will feed more effectively when you feed him and that will bring your milk supply back up naturally and the amounts I'd be giving him is just about a tablespoon of food so a tablespoon isn't very much it's only 30 grams but remember he's only five and a half months old has a small stomach so this is where when the parents asking me about their feeding issues after they've started their solids it's usually just too much um, solids that's affecting the way the baby feeds give him a few days he'll feed more effectively milk supply will come back up again so I'm sure that would be the easy fix on how to turn this around for you okay so this second part is on sleeping yeah. it's always been an issue and I'm desperate to get into some sort of sleep pattern currently I start the bedtime routine at 6 30 the yeah. final feed of the day is usually the biggest of around 20 minutes and bub will often fall asleep in my arms even though I try to wake him each night he will wait 45 minutes to one hour later my husband tries to settle him more often than not but more often than not, I end up feeding him again for about 20 minutes. He will then sleep for about four to six hours, having one or two feeds before I wake him up at 6 a.m. The intended routine is breastfeed for hourly at 6, 10, 2 and 6.30, but he often refuses the first of first feed of the day. I think this is due to him having an early morning feed. I give him solids at 7, 11 and 5. And daytime sleeps between 8 till 10 and 12 to 2 and a car nap at 3.30. The trouble is that he fights these sleeps and screams himself to sleep. Just to make things trickier, I also have a three-year-old daughter who I, I have to take to and from kindy two days a week. Wow. Okay. 
You did, you're right. That was a big <laughs> one. Okay, so um, the sleep part. So I suspect the sleep where he wakes up in the evening at 45 minutes to an hour is because he doesn't get a lot of sleep from 2 o'clock to 6.30 when she does that feed. So when you do that feed, Gemma, I think he's so tired that most of that feeding is him sitting on the breast and taking a long time. So when you move, he does sort of a quick feed. Then as soon as you move, stop moving, he goes back to sleep. So he's sleeping on the breast. And that's the most common reason that we get that 45 minutes to an hour later. And the fact that when you end up feeding him, he feeds for another 20 minutes tells me that the feeding he does at 6.30 is not effective. And that has to do with his sleep on the overall day because he's probably not sleeping generally in that time frame. And it's quite strict. That means you've got such small windows to be able to drop your um, other daughter off at daycare or your daughter off at daycare and pick her up. So I think that evening and overnight problem is because he's overtired at that last feed. He would have had dinner at 5 o'clock, so by 6.30 he probably isn't very hungry. I always make it about two hours before, so I'd be feeding him more around 4 4.30 and so that he's nice and hungry for that feed at 6.30. But I think the principal problem with that in relation to the next wake-up is the fact that he only has 30 minutes sleep. And if he hasn't had that full two hours at 12 till 2, he's very overtired. So I think this is a timing issue and this is quite strict. So I think um, what I would have to say is find out what he's actually sleeping for um, Gemma in those time frames. But that's the reason for why it's happening. So the reason that evening part is happening is because he's too tired by 6.30 and he's not feeding properly. Now, that could coincide with the fact that you've given him solids and three meals. So um, I think there's a lot going on here. And maybe what Gemma could do is make a couple of changes and then come back to us and tell us what part is fixed so that we can then have another conversation about, you know, how to tease out the sleeping part for her. Okay. The next email uh, question, I should say, comes from Tamron in our helpline group. She says, hi there. I have an eight and a half month old who has always been a pretty good night sleeper. Recently, we've moved to a two nap schedule and we get one to one and a half hours at each nap. Her bedtime has always been seven, but I move it forward on days where she wakes up from her nap before 3 p.m. The trouble we're having is around 10.30 p.m. She'll wake of a sudden crying inconsolably and still need to be rocked and calmed down for a good 10 minutes and doesn't stop crying the whole time. She then sleeps fine until morning but will stir at around 4.30am and snooze on and off until I go in around 6. She's on three solids a day and four breastfeeds. Can you help me understand why this 10.30pm wake up has started to happen and whether I need to put her to bed even earlier? We try for 6.30 bedtime, but often she won't settle and is wide awake, playing and giggling, so it doesn't seem tired enough to me, but then her awake time is over four hours before bed. Any ideas would be appreciated. So I think she's right in that in the overall hours, she's she's going to be tiring because she's been asleep. She's been awake for over four hours. This one I think has got to do with the same as the previous one. So she's awake and giggling, even if they put her down earlier, 
but I don't know how well she's effectively fed at the end. So I think in the afternoon I try and extend that sleep a little bit more to maybe two or two and a quarter hours. So from the previous feed, sorry, the previous sleep, the first sleep in the morning, have her awake about three hours and then put her down and then see if we can get more a two hours sleep from her or two and a bit hours sleep. So maybe try for a couple of days, a bit of resettling when she wakes at the hour and a half, just some really gentle resettling. See if we can extend that because then when I think she feeds, when you put her down to bed, she'll feed more effectively and that might help you to be able to resettle her at 10.30. So um, I'd try those steps first um, because I think it's it's sort of related to the same thing. She's not feeding well enough at the 6.30 to sort of push her way through because she's actually sleeping really well at night. Um, so I think this is more about that effective feed again at the end of the day. This next question comes from Lachey on Facebook Live. Hi there. I can't seem to get my three-year-old to eat veggies. He eats them while in daycare, probably because he sees the other kids. He only eats meat for dinner. He doesn't even eat many starches either, only potato or mac and cheese. Do you have any suggestions on how to help with this? Welcome to three-year-olds. Pretty much this could be a little issue for a little bit longer. (laughs) So three-year-olds can be very picky, but I think you have to take um, comfort in the fact that at daycare he eats vegetables. So when he sees others eating vegetables, he eats vegetables. So the things that I would be thinking would be, can I sit down with him in a meal and eat with him and let's create some vegetable meals that we could put into place. So he's obviously responding at daycare, so he can respond at home. So I don't think it's like a child who just disregards vegetables because I think he would do that at daycare as well. So let's see if sitting down with him, having the common bowl in front of you both, dishing out a meal to him, and you can make some of those um, a vegetable meal, like a vegetable pasta, um, and start that way. But they have to keep seeing those vegetables in order to engage in the vegetables. So if, if he keeps pushing them away and you keep restricting them, and he sees that meat on the plate, he will always go for the meat. So starting with maybe some corn on the cob, something that's fun and interactive with him to eat, and some carrot sticks, and you're both eating those before that meat component comes out, might really help him engage in it. And and vegetable sauces to go on on pastas and things like that. So take a little bit of um, comfort in the fact that most three-year-olds do this, um, that he does eat at daycare, so he can, and it's just you and him finding a method of sitting down and being able to get him to engage in those vegetables at home. The next question comes from Joanna. Now, Joanna is based in the UK. She says, I listen to you via podcast when I'm pumping at night with much fascination. My baby girl is 15 weeks old today. I also may have trimmed this a little. So there's a few elements to this one as well. It was the, it's the, been the episode for lots of questions, Chris. The first one is no surprise about sleep. She yeah. says she always cries before falling asleep, even in our arms. She used to like pram to fall asleep, but not anymore. We've tried a dark room and putting her into her cot calm, but it doesn't work. She naps in the pram, but only for 40 minutes. 
and she sleeps in a carrier, but only if I'm she's moving, if mom's moving. The nighttime routine is 7.30 p.m. I feed her a bottle of express milk, 150 ml and a bit of breast after she wants. Then 8 p.m., she stays with hubby. 9 p.m., mum falls asleep. 10.30 p.m., he dream feeds her 210 mils of express milk as she normally falls asleep in his arms earlier if she wakes from before. Then 11.30 p.m., he brings her into the cot next to me. Sometimes she needs some breast to settle, but usually not. I just place my hand on her and she goes off after a bit. She has started to slam her legs on the bed. Her dummy falls out and she wakes. Repeat. She fell asleep for four hours last night when I gave her my finger to suck. But normally, breastfeeding is the only way to settle her. After the 4 a.m. breastfeed, she sleeps on and off until 7 or 8, then more feed and she sleeps again till 11 a.m.-ish. How do I get her to sleep through without crying, going to sleep and waking up and thumping? Okay. Right. Sleep. So crying going to sleep is usually partly a timing thing. They could be overtired by the time you're putting them down. So I'd watch the timing. She's only 15 weeks old. So remember, she is a baby. <laughs> um, she's, not, she's not a big baby. She's just a little baby. Um, 15 weeks, I'd probably be using windows around the hour and a half and looking for tide signs. So if she's up for two or two and a half hours in the day, that's probably where you're getting the crying going to sleep. Um, the, then there's, um, what happens in the day. So there seems to be naps in the pram and naps in the carrier. So in order to get her to sleep in the cot, um, thinking about maybe one or two sleeps in the day in her bed where we're trying to resettle her. So maybe two, um, cause usually at this stage they're having four sleeps across the day. So two of them, one in the morning, one in the afternoon in her bed and doing some resettling. And then comes the evening bit. Now, there's a lot of feeding going on in that evening. It almost looks like an extended evening. Her night hasn't started. And that's why I think she's sleeping through till nearly 11 o'clock in the morning because she's not going to sleep till 11 o'clock at night in terms of a deep sleep. And so her day pattern is completely out. So you might be putting her to bed at 7, but she's not sleeping till 11 o'clock at night into a deep sleep. And it's going through till 11 o'clock in the morning, which you could understand because they've been awake all that time, is they're letting her oversleep in the morning. So if you're putting her to bed at 7.30, you need to start her day roughly around 12 hours later, so somewhere between 7 and 7.30 in the morning. Um, the 150 mils in the evening um, is right for her age. She would have 150 mils there. and But the 210 at 10 p.m., is a lot of milk for her age group. So um, that should only be about 150. So the question there is, it seems to take dad about an hour and a half to get her settled after that bottle. And that's because that's too much milk. So if she gets to 150 and and she has stopped, stop the bottle because it also could be making her um, unsettled because there's a lot of milk for her age group, considering that two and a half hours later she had 150 or two and a half hours earlier. She had 150 mils. So I'd consider that. Um, the leg thumping is very common of babies today because um, parents are very um, resident to put a blanket on their baby to sort of give a bit of weight to hold their legs down. So with that much movement and kicking around, that often wakes them up. So we often put a blanket on them 
Um, and I know that can be confusing, but blankets are perfectly safe um, when put on a baby from about chest level down. Um, and that will stop that leg movement, which might help it go into a deeper sleep for longer. So I think there is a lot going on here without knowing how you actually put her to sleep. But they're the types of things that I would consider when we're talking about that window that you've suggested to us. Okay. Now, this, there was more to this because now we're going to feeding. Right. During the day when breastfeeding, she's fussy, arches her back, wants to look at things. I've tried feeding in the dark. She hates that. I have now started to give her express milk in a bottle for 5 and 8 p.m.-ish time feeds, but I don't have enough time in the day to pump more. It takes an hour each time. Do you think I should get a hospital-grade pump and make time? How long should she feed for? Is it 10 minutes each breast? I definitely can't get that. I would love to lose her dummy altogether, but feel she needs it too much to settle and soothe. We have to travel soon and I'm dreading how that will be. I need her to take the breast properly and with ease to make the experience smoother. If I have to express and bottle, then that's super tricky. Yeah. So I wouldn't get rid of the dummy yet because I think there's too much going on, but it'll be part of the answer in the end maybe. So um, a little one of 15 weeks um, usually is feeding around the three to three and a half hour and she might need to be three and a half hours. So if she woke in the morning around 11, it seems, then her next feed would be 2.30, her next would, feed would be five, the next feed would be eight. I think she's starting the day too late so you don't get enough time to put the feeds in before you're back into the evening routine. So if she started her day maybe a cycle earlier at 7, 7.30, then you would feed her at 7, then maybe 10.30, then 2, then 5, and then 7.30, and you'll get a lot more food into her and you've spaced them out so that she feeds well. Now, how often, how long she feeds for, there's a few factors in that, but generally I would say that the feeding total, regardless of what, whether it's, you know, even on both sides, the feed itself would take you about, 15 minutes to 18 minutes so like 10 minutes on one side and five to seven minutes but each baby is very different and that would probably depend on um, how well she's putting weight on how effectively she's putting weight on so there's a few details here that um, I'd probably need to find a bit more out um, in terms of putting that whole picture to feeding but if you looked at them generally about three to three and a half hours in the day, about five feeds start to get them into their longer sleep phase in the evening. And I wonder whether the 210 in the evening um, is a bit much for her and it should be more around the 150 mark. So I think there is a lot going on there, but um, I'm sure if you went off to your health clinic, uh, the health sister, she might help you regulate and look at her feeding to see what they could do to improve it. All right. Good luck with that. And we've probably got time for one final question. This is from Rhiannon on our Facebook Live. She says, I have a toilet training question. Sorry, it's long. I'm unsure if this issue will be behavior or a medical issue. I'm trying to also get into a doctor, but due to lockdown 3.0, unsure of when this will happen. Oh, Rhiannon, you're in Melbourne. Poor thing. 
I have a three-year-old boy who started toilet training four weeks ago. I got some advice from Joe Ryan on Helpline as at the time he was going to the toilet at daycare but refusing at home. She advised us to just give it a go and I can't believe how well he is doing. Maybe one or two accidents at daycare. They say he's just not giving himself enough time to get to the toilet and no real accidents at home. He's even been waking at night to go to the toilet and maybe five out of seven nights waking up with a dry nappy. But the last three to four days, we have had issues at home because he does need our help with getting onto the toilet. He's not used, he's not used to using the step compared to the daycare toilet that is the perfect height. And because he does leave it until he's busting to go, he can't get himself up without help. He will come to us and tell us he, he's got to go to the toilet and he acts like he's busting to go. But when we get to the toilet, he tells me, I don't need to go. I ask him to maybe get just get on and try, but he gets upset and has a little hissy fit. Then two minutes later, we repeat this, and this will happen maybe four to five times within minutes of each other before he finally gets on the toilet and goes. It is becoming a bit frustrating. I can tell he needs to go when this starts, but convincing him to just sit on the toilet and try, he will just keep saying, I don't need to. I don't know if this is behavioral or could be more physical uh, or could be a more physical issue, any suggestions on how to assist? Or is this something we might have to write out for a bit while he's still figuring it out? Thank you again for all your advice. Uh, Well, it sounds like he's done a great job in getting to where he needs to. I think this is a bit more patience. It needs a little bit more maturity and we need to stay a little bit calmer. So he's in that very tricky phase where he's he's playing and he's got to realise he's got to go to the toilet and maybe while he's at home, making it quite simple for him, just a T-shirt and his underwear and not full shorts or long pants on him might help him just get to the toilet much easier. And sometimes it's the step. If the step isn't wide enough, they don't feel very secure standing on it. So as soon as he looks like he's needing to go to the toilet, so he might be jumping from foot to foot or wiggling around a lot when he's doing it, I'd go up very calmly and say to him, come and mummy will help you with the toilet. So that would be the first thing. It might need just a bit more time, a little bit more patience and a little bit more calmness um, from him. And the second thing is it might be overwhelming him with the step and the toilet and you can get little potties that look like a toilet, like it's got a lid and handles and it's got a back on it and everything. And he's so used to being able to do it so well at daycare because of the height, he might need to just use that at home where it's very simple and very easy for him to use. Um, So I personally would start with the patience, calmness, being aware of when he's going and just very calmly saying, look, we'll come back to playing with the Lego, but let's go and try for that wee now and just walking with him Um, and and keeping it simple for him, just a T-shirt, and some underwear so that he can actually achieve it and look at the size of the step. If he can get a wider step that he can feel really secure on, that might also help him because they've sort of got to step on the step, turn around, get their clothes down. It can be overwhelming and then then he's holding on So because it's too overwhelming. So look at all those factors. But he's so close. Just keep going and, and take a little bit more time and I'm sure he'll be there. Okay, well, uh, we are almost exactly on the dot there. So, Chris, thank you so much for your help today. That's a pleasure. Thank you very much. 
And if you missed out and you didn't get to ask Chris your question, she is one of our experts on babyology's The Parent School. There'll be links in the notes of this episode or in underneath the video on Facebook Live. Um, so I hope everyone has a wonderful week and we'll see you again soon. Bye, Chris. Take care. Bye. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.